call is now being recorded. What's up, everybody? It's your man Artic in the building once again. And I'm alongside... He's always in Oklahoma, and I'm in Oklahoma, but... I'm um, digitally alongside Sengard Superior in the building. Yep. And this is the Channel 10 Podcast, which is being brought to you today by Audible where you can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash channel 10, and then you'll get over 150,000 titles to choose from, where you can listen to them on your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or your MP3 player. And you can get your read-on through listening and in addition, if you want to support our podcast, you can go to channel10podcast.com. And when you go there, there is a link for Amazon. And if you click on that link, and if you order anything from Amazon, make sure you click that link. And whatever you order, we'll get a small commission from it at no cost to you. And it'll go to us to help us keep the podcast going. So, yeah, do that. And let's start the show. Feeling this here. Yeah, son, you feel it, man. What up, son? You gotta just do it, yo. Yo, what up, man? It's a different channel, son. What up, on, man? What up? Watch the channel, son. Different plane now, man. It's all good. What up? All good, baby, in every hood, son. What up, yo? CNN, Network, Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas, it's grown men. Bold face, got in your face. Stay in place, yo, crime lace. Cast more beef than Scarface. CNN, Network, Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas, this grown men. Bold face, get in your face. Stay in place, yo, crime Call is now being recorded. So, um, how have you been, man? How's everything? Man, every, everything is good, pretty much, you know, just, uh, trying to escape the Oklahoma heat and music and research, that's uh, pretty much about it. What about yourself? Man, um, I've just been busy. Like I was telling you earlier off air, I drove 71 plus miles today. And mm-hmm. that's just around Baltimore City and a little bit of Baltimore County, just regular day. But, you know, I'm not complaining. I'm here strong making it. Um, survived uh, July 4th, the um, Independence Day of this great nation, which um, was not the Independence Day of our people, but I guess that's another story to be told by some other people. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we here just, just doing what we're doing. We have new microphones, we have new recordings set up, we about to vamp up this podcast and get it popping. So I'm I'm definitely excited. Yeah. Um well uh, if you if you will, um can you share your uh, experience on the uh, 4th of July at uh, Six Flags? Oh yeah, so yeah, Six Flags, man, 4th of July. Actually, we went on the 3rd of July the day before. Um okay. So it was it was myself it was my girlfriend, it was her mother, my girlfriend's kids, and my girlfriend, well, I guess, you know, 
some over there half the time anyway. Our neighbor. So we went down there in two cars. And um, it's crazy because, you know, I haven't been to Six Flags. And I'm going to sound like a real old man when I say this. But I haven't been to Six Flags in probably, um, let's say, 11 years. And I felt real old when I said it to somebody, like, yo, I haven't been here in 11 years. Like, damn. But, um, um, and I, you know, just a bit of backstory. Um, I always said that I would never go back to an amusement park unless I was there to get paid because I had a bad experience where I had my head on a water ride and I had a concussion for over a week. But, um, you know. Uh, my girlfriend, she really wanted to go because she hasn't been to an amusement park in a long time. And, you know, the kids, you know, they wanted to go and everything. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I got my gold membership pass. I got my ID to Six Flags to where I can go anytime I want. Um, yes, I do have a Six Flags ID now <laughs> with, with, with my picture on it. Um, so um, we went and... You know, it just brought back all these memories of, you know, when you and I used to go when we were younger. Because um, you used to go every every year with, um, what was it, Easterwood Park Recreation Center? Yeah. Yeah, so, and then, you know, I would um, I would go as your chaperone, but, you know, we used to just go and just chill. Like, so you wouldn't have to be with the group. So, um the first ride that we went on um, was Roar. And I remember, you know, me and you, we went on there like three times back to back. Like, we would do that. And I remember that one time we were talking shit to the um, people who were the ride attendants or whatever. And I don't know if you remember that time when they were like, yo, we're going to make this a water ride. And they started throwing water at us as the roller coaster went off. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so I was thinking about all that, but... Mind you, it's been 11 years since I've been on a roller coaster, so my girl, she's like, yeah, 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 you know, we got to get on all the rides, we got to get on all these roller coasters. Mind you, before this, you know, she knew I wasn't really rocking with amusement parks and all that, and I wasn't really messing with going on roller coasters, and I said this even before I went, so nobody would get it confused. I'm not going on mad roller coasters. I'm not going on crazy roller coasters. So she's like, oh, yeah, we're going on all the rides. So I'm sitting there, and she, and so we go on Roar first. And, you know, Roar is the wooden roller coaster. And so real talk, even though all these other roller coasters have all these fancy drops and all these fancy upside-down things, Roar and the other wooden one, but especially Roar, they're the scariest ones because they're made of wood, and you feel like this is about to break, and they're just mad loud and rickety feeling. So... I get in, I'm strapped in, I'm next to my girl, and, you know, real talk, I'm kind of bitching out. I'm like, I can't believe I'm I'm here right now. I'm like, yo, I told you I'm not getting on the roller coasters, and now I'm here and I can't get out. And I'm just like, just going, like, I'm really thinking out loud, like, all the thoughts in my mind. And my girl was like, you're making me nervous, blah, 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 like, you know, you know, okay, you know, do no more, whatever, whatever. So the roller coaster takes off, 
we go up, we go down the first drop. After the first drop, I'm like, oh, I remember this. This is kind of fun. <laughs> so my girl starts freaking out while we ride, and she wasn't, like, screaming nothing like that. But, you know, I could tell she was um, not really feeling it. But I started getting used to it. So we just riding, and then, you know, I see that she, you know, had her glasses off, and she's kind of like, you know, not in a very good state as this roller coaster ride is going. And I'm just like, babe, you all right? You okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm good. But she wasn't really good. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, as it goes on, I'm kind of feeling a little bit more. So I'm like, whoa, and all that. And... After the ride, she's like, I'm not going on any more of those roller coasters, nothing like that. And she didn't get on any more, and I was ready to go. So, um, you know, I ended up getting on a Superman and the Joker's Jinx after that. And we're probably going to go back. Well, no, we're definitely going to go back um, in a couple weeks. Um, so I'm going to get on a couple more. But um, it's interesting going back now that I'm older. Like, you know, the rest, even though they have all these drops and stuff like that, they're not as scary as they were when I was younger. And now they have new ones that I want to try. Like, um, they have this thing called the apocalypse where you're standing up and you go upside down and do all this crazy stuff. So um, I'm about to try that one. And I might even try this other joint they have. It's just, it's not really a roller coaster. It just goes in a circle, but it goes like around, upside down, and back and forth. I'm probably going to get on that, too. So we had a good time. And, um, you know, our neighbor who was out there, he was he was mad funny because he was um, on, on every roller coaster. He had his phone in his hand and he was like recording himself and FaceTiming people while he was on a roller coaster. <laughs> so we were so we were in a Superman. My girl didn't go on it. So we went on this. So we went on a Superman and the Joker's Jinx together. So on the Superman, he's FaceTiming and recording himself. Matter of fact, I get the video from him. And then on the Joker's Jinx, we're going upside down everything. He got the phone in his hand and he's recording. But, you know, we had a real good time. Like another part that they had, which we never went to, they have this room that you go in with all of these styrofoam balls. And, like, it's called, like, the something warehouse. I forget what it is. But you go in there and there's all these kids just wilding out. And they're throwing styrofoam balls at each other. So you just pick them up and start throwing them. And then you realize that they're styrofoam balls coming from other places. So you look up and they have like these, um, like, like there's another level to it. And these people have these turrets. And they're shooting styrofoam balls like out of these like big guns at your head. <laughs> And it's just it's just crazy, but yeah, um, definitely had a good Six Flags trip. Not mad at it, and um, you know, not mad at going back either. Hmm. Well, I will say for uh, for our uh, subscribers and and uh, new listeners for this uh, this episode, I will say if you don't know this man, he is he was really adamant about not going to an amusement park ever again and the interesting thing about um what you're telling me about your uh, your experience is the fact that you went that is the fact that you went on the superman and i'm pretty sure that till this day being my age i think i've never been on a superman before and i believe the one time i did want to go you stopped me from going on it 
Oh, man. I probably did because <laughs> there were a couple times when I used to go to Six Flags and that ride would be stuck. And I'm like, yo, we're not getting stuck on that. But, like, matter of fact, the last time I went, the time I hit my head, that was the time I just wowed out and I just went on everything. And I think the second to last roller coaster I went on that time was the Superman. I was like, hold up, this ain't that bad. Like, it's really not as bad as something like Roar because you feel more strapped and insecure and the noises aren't that loud and because it's metal, it doesn't feel as rickety. So, like, my only fear on that ride um, was my glasses falling off and they kind of, like, went up a little bit but they, like, kind of stayed on my head. Like... On Roar, you're really afraid of the wood breaking and you flying off somewhere. On Superman, you're just like, oh, I'm just on a ride going real fast. So, it really wasn't that bad. But, like, um, what I didn't go on was the was the uh, Batman joint. I think before I hit my head that time, I went on the Batman. And that one kind of had me shook. And I was like, all right, I ain't messing with no roller coasters. We going on the water slides. I'm one of them dangerous-ass water slides. And that's when I end up hitting my head. But next time we go, we're going to the uh, water park. And um, that should be interesting because I've almost drowned in the water park at least twice before. Especially one time when somebody had to actually save me in a wave pool. And then there was a time when, you know, going on the water slide, I hit my head and got a concussion. <laughs> mm. So, um, I'm staying away from the water slides, definitely. I mean, well, it seems like, um, overall, you're uh, going, your return to Six Flags has been more psychological than than it has been, than it has been amusing, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term. It seems like every, like the way you're you're explaining this, since, since you know I'm, I know you so well, a lot of these things, your experiences that you've had recently, they're all you kind of conquering your your you know the fears that um that that have been kind of you know set in when you were you know, when you were when you were a, a teenager or whatever like that. I guess kind of in a way, but some of it. I mean, because I've always been afraid of roller coasters. But every time I went to Six Flags, I would go on more and more and more. Even though, like, I had this big fear of them or whatever. I still, you know, of course you have a fear of something that's going that fast and you're just in this thing and it gets stuck sometimes. And, you know, sometimes freak accidents happen. And, you know, that's kind of like the thing I'm always thinking about. But I think my thing was a sense of pride. Like... You niggas did this shit to me. Fuck you. You're not getting my bread. You're giving me bread the next time I come here. Like, I think that's more the attitude that I had with it. Like, you know, I felt, I felt slighted. And I felt like they really did something to me. And I felt like I wanted to just, like, blow that place up. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I had a good it, time, and the kids had a good time. Everything was great, so I'm not mad. And I think I think another thing too is that um, you've uh, you know, you, you you've known people who have uh, you know who have operated 
these types of rides and you know the like you know the type of people they are too and so i'm sure that, sh- that probably hasn't helped with your assessment of how amusement parks are ran too i mean yeah i mean you know that that time I did hit my head, I'm 99% sure because I've talked to the person, um, you know, my homegirl, we were talking and she used to work at Six Flags and she used to work in the water park and she kind of, you know, from my memory, looks like the girl who was working the ride and the way that I was describing how she acted, which was... I asked her, are we in here correctly? And she was like, yeah, 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 go, you know, do whatever. And she was just kind of laying there, had sleep with her sunglasses on. So I was explaining that, and she was like, oh, yeah, that's probably me. Because I used to work <laughs> there at that time, during that year, during that particular summer, and I used to work in the water park. And so it's kind of... It's very weird that me and that same person ended up becoming friends, you know, years after the incident happened. And then she's telling me, like, about the whole, you know, how it is working there. I mean, real talk, she used to tell me, like, crazy stuff. Like, she said that, you know, she wouldn't even be working sometimes. Like, she would just go back and just be fucking... Mm. And you, I mean, it's one thing if you're working at I don't know McDonald's or something, but if you're working at a in a, at an amusement park, you would think that these types of people who are controlling these uh, these crazy ass uh, contraptions would be actually a bit serious because they know that in certain ways, you know, um, these people's lives are in their hands. Yeah, I mean. You know, from this experience, everybody seemed on point. They were on their game. Um, I don't know how it is in the water park. Maybe it's a bit different. But the water rides are a little bit dangerous. So you would kind of expect them to be a little bit more on their game than the people who aren't in the water park. But, like, um, I'm going to tell you a story. We were um, on this kiddie roller coaster. And, you know, it's funny how, like, you can always spot the Baltimore nigga um, wherever you go. You know, even though we're in Maryland, like, you know, we're in PG County, we're out Largo or whatever. Uh, that's where Six Flags is, but, or, you know, like, near Largo type of area. So, um, there's this kitty roller coaster, and there's guys on there with his kids or whatever, and I guess his glasses fall off or something. So, he asked the ride attendant, you know, can you get my glasses? And the ride attendant is like... No, we told you to secure your, you know, your items or whatever. And, you know, the park closes at 9. That's when we collect things and all that. So, I guess this guy, he's like, fuck that. So, he, he's like, you know, I'm going to get my stuff. So, he, he hops off of the roller coaster, off of the little kitty roller coaster, into, like, the middle to get his sunglasses or his hat or whatever it was. And so the um, ride attendant, she's very cool, calm, collected, and professional. And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to call security now. Have a great day. Thank you for visiting Six Flags. And she gives somebody a high five. <laughs> and then she goes and calls security. <laughs> hmm. Like, just real smooth with it. Like, hmm, That's interesting. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, so many stories from that day. It was a great day. We're going to go back, um, I think, August 1st. Because, um, you know, that's around the time of um, the kids' birthdays and everything. So we're going to have a good time. So I'm looking forward to that. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, well, um, you you talked about the roar quite a bit. Now, do you think the roar is as scary as the wildcat? Um, you talking about the wildcat at King's Dominion? Uh, I thought it was at Hershey Park. Oh, Hershey Park. The wildcat was the one that went forward and then backwards yeah oh man and that way and it was rickety as shit like i mean <laughs> and i think I, I think i think um randomly one time when you were over my house um we were talking about amusement parks and i think we looked up um i think we wikipedia the year where certain um things were built and i think we looked at the wildcat and how old it was and it's a rather old ride. <laughs> I mean, that Wildcat experience was crazy. Um, especially because we were so young. I don't even remember how we ended up at Six Flags. I mean, I mean at Hershey Park that time. I just remember we were with your brother and some other family members probably. Weren't we with him? Uh, I don't. I don't recall ever being with him. Um. I, I think uh I think um Easterwood I think they I think we had like uh we, we went to Hershey Park for whatever reason one summer and then we went to Hershey Park I think for like a family thing one time. Yeah, we were with her. With who? I said we were with your brother. I mean, well, it just it wasn't with him though. It, it, I think it was like a larger family thing. Oh, okay, that, okay. Maybe it was a family reunion. I, we need to check on that. I have no idea. Yeah, I just remember. I remember going on that with like either your brother or his wife or the kids or something. And yeah, that was that was something. Yeah, that was definitely. You know, uh, yeah, the wildcat might have been. See, I think the Wildcat was a bit quicker than Roar because it gave you, like, a time to chill. Like, it went forward real quick, and then it went backwards real quick, and it was all in a straight line. But the thing with Roar is, like, you're going on this thing, and, like, there's certain parts where it looks like part of the ride is going to hit you in your head, <laughs> and you kind of duck. <laughs> mm. So... I think that aspect of it makes Roar just a little bit more scary than that Wildcat. But the Wildcat is no joke because it goes backwards. But um, the Fireball, that's what it's called. Next time I go, I'm probably going to get on the Fireball. And that thing is just a circle. And it's just a roller coaster that just goes in a circle and it goes around and up and down and back. and Like you go forwards and backwards on this thing. And that backwards aspect of it. Now, I'm not sure if it was Hershey Park or King's Dominion where they have that one. It's like a water ride where you get into this boat. And, like, it has three different drops. And, like, you go into the thing. And I think it randomly selects whether you're going to go down the drop forwards or backwards. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure that's King's Dominion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we went on that a couple times. I remember being there with you and going down that a couple times. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, on uh, on a very short technical note, is Yvera still working for you? Yep, it is. Okay, Yvera has crashed on me twice. Oh man, yep, I'm 24 minutes in. All right, all right. So let's hope it stays that way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, um, I think. I think I've only, I've been to Kings Dominion what maybe like twice through Easterwood because I know sometimes they were like switch it up and I think you you went with me both those times well all those times. <laughs> I just remember one time going to some bootleg. Well, no, matter of fact, one time we were supposed to go to some place called Dorney Park, but the guy went the wrong way and we ended up at like Kings Dominion or Hershey Park or something. I don't know where we ended up at, or maybe we were supposed to go somewhere and ended up at some place called Dorney Park. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. Um, but if it was Dorney Park, whatever park it was, it wasn't that bad though. Yeah, yeah, good. It was good at time anywhere, man. Like, I mean, we've been to hella amusement parks, and then just Ocean City. Like, we had a lot of fun out there. Them times that we went. Like, I know that Ocean City probably doesn't seem as appealing to you now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. But like. Certain places, I'm, I'm kind of curious to experience now that I'm older and see, like, you know, what it's like and everything like that. Um, you know, I will say about, you know, I, uh, I've realized that I've kind of, st- I'm, I think I'm at the stage now where, I, where I've started kind of looking back at my college years with a little bit of mist- of, uh, of nostalgia. Oh man. Um, and. It kind of had me thinking a little bit about certain things on the Eastern Shore, and um, with o- with Ocean City, I think right now Ocean City at least not I mean not Princess Anne, not Eastern anywhere like that though. I don't think I would exactly mind going back, but not for you know of course not for the beach though because I'm I'm still not I'm still not a beach goer. Um, I wouldn't mind going on the boardwalk and we really like you know we really never got a chance to um to really laser tag the way that we really wanted to because whenever we would when we tried to do it it was always some type of shit that happened that kind oh, of yeah um yeah and then we had to like settle for a minute for miniature golf i mean when i went with our cousin that time we had a good ass time oh so so y'all um, y'all y'all uh laser tag when y'all went um, matter of fact, we did laser tag. I killed it in laser tag. I believe I killed it in laser tag. You got to ask him. But from my recollection, I, I I killed it in laser tag and mini golf. Okay. And I killed it in, um, I killed it in, um, what you call it? Uh, air hockey. Okay, well, so I, know I have you the killed championship. Me. I have the championship in air hockey, laser tag, and mini golf. I think nobody can touch me in any of these three areas. Okay, well, yeah, well, yeah, you you killed me in in miniature golf. Uh, I don't know, but I think sometimes whenever we went head to head in in, uh, in air hockey, we it was kind of like a draw sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> but but you would do that like the crazy shit when you would have like the um the puck. Bouncing like ten times before I even got to my goal, and I didn't know which way it was coming. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Cause I hit it to the side real fast, and it just goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And see if it's in the middle enough to where it's both of our territory. And if you are, 
you know, sometimes you'll be looking at the puck like, what's the puck going to do? But I'm looking at the puck like, what am I going to do to the puck? So, I just hit the puck straight down the middle. Boom. Right there. Goal. Okay, well, there you go. Some uh, some air hockey pointers on the hip-hop podcast. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the air hockey champion. Can't nobody see me. I'm taking all comers. I'm taking all bets, everything. Come see me. I'll shut you down. Air hockey. Also, um, foosball. Nobody can see me in foosball in the world. I'm just letting you know. All right. Well, you know, some. I mean, if I, whenever I get my own house, um, well, I guess a larger house and, and more money, I wouldn't mind having an air. I think I will. I would get an air hockey table. Man, if you get that, I will shut it down. I think, you know, I think certain things like. I think air hockey table would be like a perfect component to a studio. Like, I remember when I was going to, um, I've been in Baseline Studio a couple times, rest in peace to Baseline, but like, I remember used to walk in and they had like this little lounge area and they had like this part that had a pool table and all that. And I was just like, damn, like, I can just imagine the Rockefeller sessions where, you know, somebody be in Studio A, somebody be in Studio B, and somebody just be, you know, just chilling at the pool table or something like that, so... You know, sometimes I'm thinking, I think about how I'll build my perfect studio. And I'll probably have a pool table, like an air hockey table, maybe some foosball, maybe like a like one of them chessboard tables or something like that. Yeah. It's something where you can just, you know, get your mind right after you laid some bars or whatever. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, especially, you know... If you look at um a lot of these different businesses that really um you know they really have innovative ways when it comes to productivity like Google um they you know Google and they have you they have all these different things for their um employees to do. It was crazy as um in the in the building where I work there's some office and when you walk in and you look in there um. When you look in their door, you can see that they have a pool table there. And I always wonder, like, what the fuck do they do in there? Like, that job must be not dope, of course, because it's a job, but probably doper than the job that, you know, I have to go into every day. Yeah, well, I mean, well, you know, you never look at I mean, look at, um, you know, when they would do those kind of exposés on Google's employees and a lot of them. I mean, even like you know, with a lot of startup companies um, in the valley, you know, they, a lot of them say they want to work because they have everything there between, um, you know, daycare, um, extracurricular activities. They were able to work, you know, maybe an hour or two on their own personal products, and they had for beer. I mean, what else do you need, really? I, I mean, mean but, yeah, but if you think about it, it's kind of fucked up. Like it's 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 a ploy to get you to work even more for them and not for yourself. It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, I like. I feel exactly how you feel, but like, if I was a worker, like, 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 if I had a worker mind state, and they were providing all this for me, and I halfway enjoy my job, 
you know, it would be like, you know, what could be better than this? Because, like, even when you look at um, certain places, um, especially, like, during, like, the Industrial Revolution and, you know, shortly after that and everything, you know, certain factories would build towns just so their workers could live there. And yes. um, I, I think it was NPR I was listening to uh, recently where they were talking about some guy in some town. He had some type of factory building something. And he, he, you know, he basically had a factory and he made a whole city where all his workers worked. And he treated them great. And they all loved it. And I think the city is still there. The factory, um, you know, has since gone out of business. And I think, you know, the place has since, you know, descended into squalor and all that, but, you know, it sounds like a good deal, you know, when you're starting off, but, um, I don't know, like, if I did have that worker mind state, I would want to be in a place that I felt like treated me at least halfway fairly, you know? Um, it, yeah, that's true, and, uh, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of, uh, of, uh, of Fortlandia, Remember that? Fortlandia. Um, yeah, it's the, uh, the create, uh, Ford, you know, the guy that created the, uh, the, oh, the Ford cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had that island, he was, and he really only wanted, for, he wanted it for rubber production and stuff like that. And he made pretty much an American city out of this island, but he didn't, you know, no, they, they didn't know how to properly plant. Um, rubber trees, and he really wanted to, he wanted to control the city on his own terms, which meant that they couldn't drink and they couldn't really you know like the females on the island, and you know so it didn't always work out. I mean, I mean that's the whole thing. Like the thing about it, if you're trying to create something like that, you can't you can't have some type of just like dic- dictatorship over what people do in their personal lives. And I think that's the problem, like, when you're employed by somebody else. And I know I'm sounding real Dame Desk-esque right now, but, like, you know, you really have to work for yourself and get it. Because if you're working, like, especially, like, like, like if you're in a situation where you're making a paycheck and then you're paying your rent to you know, a company that's owned by the company that you work for, you know, your whole life is subject to certain rules. And it's like, at the end of the day, fuck the rules. I do what I do because that's what works for me. I mean, yeah, but then, you know, the thing about the thing about Dame Dash is that, you know, even if you want to get really technical, you can go into the whole idea of him paying taxes and how he's pretty, you know, pretty much he's, you know, he has to show his whole soul to the IRS and stuff like that. So, who is really ever free? I mean, now you, I mean, yeah, who is really ever free? And it's crazy that you say that because this is supposedly the freest place where you can be. Um, but, you know, that question that you just asked, um takes you down the rabbit hole of libertarianism to where, you know, why do we have government? Why do we have states? Why do we have countries 
Period. Why do we have any of this shit? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, you, I'm not gonna lie, man. And I, you know, we've had this, we've had we've had these conversations over and over again, kind of, sorta. And I can't help but be kind of Hobbesian, you know, toward this whole idea. You know, I really don't think that people should be governing governing themselves all like that. You know, maybe to a certain extent, and then and even when I mean that, maybe you know by like different um, districts, but not like in the sense of how we do it now to a certain extent. Like maybe you know, kind of like in ancient Rome. You know, when Rome was split between the what was it like Eastern Roman Empire and the Western Roman Empire and, and stuff like that. That was after that a certain point, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but then that didn't even work out. So I don't know. People I'm, just fucked up. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, the whole thing is, the whole thing is, um, and the whole philosophy behind, you know, I guess the libertarian ethos that I kind of believe in is, um, it's the use of force, and it all has to deal with the use of force, and. Basically, you can't force somebody to do anything, and you can kind of do whatever you want as long as it doesn't um, infringe on somebody else's freedom. Well, you and know, well, you think about well, it in that perspective. Everything, like anything that you can think of, falls into that. Like, are you infringing on somebody else's rights or freedom? Like environmental rights gay rights, race rights, whatever that you want to think about, it all comes down to, are you infringing upon somebody else's freedom? That's the only law that there needs to be. Basically like how, I don't know if Jesus said this or not, but if Jesus said it or something like it, you know, treat others the way that you want to be treated, the golden rule. That's the only law that you need. Mm. Uh, I mean, well, you know, that, that, that makes a lot of sense, and um, I mean, I, I mean, well, you know, we, you know, if you look at other countries, you know, how they how they treat certain things like drugs and and prostitution, it makes a lot of sense. And you know, but one thing that I do have like an issue with is this idea of smoking. Mm-hmm. And how apparently, you know, if you're if you're smoking outside. Um, you're just this horrible person, but at the same time, you're paying the same taxes that pay that you know that that paves these roads, and and so on and so forth. And you know the whole idea of secondhand smoke till this day still isn't really, you know the the jury is still out on that. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing is, like you just said, the jury is still out on it. So. Should government be involved in any of this? Um, I don't think so. And one thing I will say is that I, I believe that Obama Obama shouldn't have uh, you know sent that letter or whatever he did to um which, what was it CVS when they uh, stopped selling tobacco products. I didn't. I I I think it might have been Walgreens who did that. It was one of them too, but I think it was Walgreens because they pretty uh, much the same story to me. But Walgreens is the was, one. That. You know it was CVS because oh, CVS? yeah because I can still get, I can still get cigars at Walgreens I did it a month ago oh shit 
Um, and I thought I thought that was pretty wrong. Um, I, I, I really don't think he should have did that. We'll see. We'll see. I think it depends on if he was sending a letter or if the White House was sending a letter. If he was sending the letter as a private citizen, you have every right to do that. But if you're the government pressuring a company to do this or whatever, then it may become a problem. Like, if the government is just voicing its opinion, they have the right to do that because of free speech. But if they're um, threatening you in some type of way, then it might become a problem. I mean, I think anything that the president does is threatening. I mean, he's he's the leader of the free. He's the leader of the free world. There is no free world. <laughs> I mean, there isn't a free. There isn't a free world. But I mean, I mean, if you go into the layman's terms, then there is yeah. one, you know. I mean, I think um, that's true. Anything that the president does is threatening, um, and I think that's where the problem lies. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not um, as well read yet as I need to be, and to my uh, philosophical beliefs and agreements and things like this. So, you know, some things that I might say might not be completely well-formed, but, you know, I really don't think that um, the president should be saying anything about any type of private matter. And when you really get into it deeply, like... I'm going to ask you a question. How do you feel about democracy? Um, the idea of democracy to me is cool, but it still doesn't solve the, the, the fact that humans just don't, you know, every human um, will not get along. And I think, you know, within this country, and especially in Greece, of all, of all, you know, where, you know, where democracy came from, direct democracy, um, you know, it, it just, it just won't, um, fully be, um, something that exactly works. And see, that's, ex and see, you know, it's funny, it's like a lot of libertarian podcasts, I've seen the, um, titles, but I haven't, like, listened to them yet, because <laughs> I haven't had time, but, you know, they deal directly with Greece, but, like, when I think about democracy, I think about this. Let's say, you know, we're a group of five people, right? And we're trying to decide on what movie to go to. And we all agree that we'll take a vote. And whichever one gets the most votes is the movie that we'll go to, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what if we're a group of five people and two of those people don't agree to those terms but because the three people voted to go to a certain movie these two people have to be subjective to that shit just because these other people um these other people said that this is the movie that we're going to go to and they have to go to it because of a threat of a gun to their head mm. that's what democracy is because when you think about democracy, we're voting for certain politicians to 
and the politicians are the ones who enact the laws. If you don't follow the laws, you're under the threat of a gun to your head. Because if you don't follow the law, you'll go to jail. And if you refuse to go to jail, they'll shoot you. So basically, you have to agree to certain terms that you might not agree to because of a certain democracy. You've, because certain people have voted for this to be into favor. And you really didn't agree to these terms. These terms are only there because you were born in a certain geographical area that was defined by the lines that the uh, the uh, pro-black person, I mean, wants to say the white man, put on the map. But let's say the uh, colonists, the European colonists drew on the map. So you happen to be born into these certain lines that the European colonists drew on the map. Now, if you're in America, these might be the best lines ever in the history of the world. The greatest country that ever existed drawn on the map. But still, regardless of those facts, not discrediting America as the greatest country, not saying any of the other shit that, you know, people say, you know, I would rather be here than anywhere else in the world, as far as I know right now. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, there could be a better system other than, um, you were born here, so this is what it is, and if you're not with this, we're going to put a gun to your head, you know? Yeah, and I, I think it's a, I think it's a good, um, a good thing that you mentioned the whole idea of like being here and nowhere else mm -hmm. so far so far as you know at least um because we do know that there are a lot of countries who are just like you know sincerely they're just they're just fucked yeah like you know like greece you know i mean you know at least you know you were telling me about you know your uh you know your um your your financial activities and you can freely you know take out hundreds of dollars at a time where in greece right now you can't do that yeah um, and so, and so sometimes, you know, when I do talk about these things, I, I, I mean, me, myself, I do like to, um, to say that, but at the same time, like you said, that doesn't mean that, that it can't get better. And this goes into the whole idea that, um, we were talking about this maybe some weeks ago when it comes to how certain people, um, say, you know, if you don't vote, then you don't have a right to talk about your country, but then at the same time you're paying taxes and you know, you're, you're fueling, you know, your, your state that you live in as well as your federal government. And you don't have a say in what you say, or you don't have a say in how it should be ran when you put money into it. It makes no sense to me. Mm. Yeah. And it's crazy. And, you know, it just goes to the, um, it goes to my, my belief that government any type of governing body, when you really break it down, it's evil. Like, it's a bad thing. And at times it might be a necessary evil, but it's bad nonetheless. And, you know, as, um, as woke, quote-unquote woke black people, we talk shit about America all day, whatever, whatever. But at the same time, you can't 
negate the fact that the founding fathers had a brilliant idea when they came up with the concept of this nation. And when you start to deviate from some of those concepts is when you start to mess things up and when government starts to expand, I think that's when when things get messed up. So what were you talking about um, just before I just went on my little mini rant? Um, you were saying, um, you were saying something. What were you saying? Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, but, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still on, 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 on your rant though. And, you know, if you go back into the history of how this nation was founded and, you know, you know, we've all talked about, if, if you look at the system and like the whole idea of how this government should be ran, it's really in genius actually mm -hmm. but the thing is though if you go into the people who made this country and you know and how and how it was supposed to be it was supposed to be for the southern gentry you know you weren't you know voting the whole idea of voting you had to have a certain amount of land you had to be a certain age which is you know i guess which is still feeling um, this here you know, feel it man what would up son you gotta just do it yo yo what up man it's a different channel son what up on man what up watch the channel son Different plane now, man. It's all good. Well, what up? All good, baby, in every hood, Bridge. son. Well, what up? Yep. CNN, Network Channel 10. It's on again. Network Street niggas, it's grown men. Bold face, got in your face. Stay in place, yo, crime lace. Cast more beef than Scarface. CNN, Network Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas, it's grown men. Bold face, got in your face. Stay in place, yo, crime lace. Cast more beef.